You have got to make the right choice. You have got to pass the food test, not just on occasion, once a week. You got to pass it every day, usually two or three times a day, or four times a day if you're snacking. On today's Believer's Voice of Victory, Kenneth Copeland and Dr. Don Colbert bring more insight into making quality decisions to break the power of the flesh. Then, a question and answer time with our live studio audience. Hello, everybody. This is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Welcome to Friday's edition. Father, we thank you today. My, my Lord, two weeks of the glory of God. And in, in, in information that so many people were, 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 were so starving for. And we thank you. So many have been delivered and so many have been helped. And they're, they're on their way to healthy, strong bodies and strong minds. And even stronger in their spirit. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Join me again. And welcoming Dr. Don Colbert to this program. Doc, I want to thank you, sir. I, uh, the, the body of Christ, they really don't know what a debt we owe you. Well, praise they God. don't understand it. I've known you for all of these years. And they, they, don't, they don't know the length that you went to to learn what you've learned. He put his own reputation on the line. Mm-hmm. He, he, he studied um, medical things that they just absolutely wanted to run him off because he didn't want to know little special parts of the human body. He wanted to know the whole thing. I mean, and I won't go into all of it because... But, but, you paid the price for it. You risked your own reputation in the medical community and let them think whatever they right. wanted to think. Absolutely. And kept writing the books and well, kept studying and in, 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 in increasing your own knowledge. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I was standing in his kitchen one night. And oh, the word of the Lord came upon me. And I turned around to him and I said, Don, uh, I turned around and laid hands on him. The Lord said, this man is an apostle of healing. And I said, well, now, in, in, in my, myself, I thought, because I'm standing there thinking about this before I laid hands on him and listening to what the Lord was saying. And I said, Lord, uh, now I understand that. How, how, do, you, how do you put together his being a medical doctor and an apostle of healing. Because see, I got them separated in my mind. Mm. That here's the medical community over here and here's Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin and, and Keith Moore and, and Bill Winston and Creflo Dollar over here. And the Lord said, Kenneth, if I called a man to be an automotive mechanic, don't you think I'd send him to school? 
I thought, I didn't say it out loud. I thought, you dummy. (laughs) Of course. Amen. He called him into the healing ministry and taught him the human spirit, soul, and body. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? (laughs) And I'm glad. And I want you to know I appreciate it, the the commitment you've had to it for these many years. And it's a blessing to the body of Christ. It's a blessing to God, and it's a blessing to me. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And again, um, the faith. This man has taught me faith. And so thank God for this apostle of God that has the message of faith that's able to impart that. And able. he would actually come to my office and interrupt me mid-sentence and say, Dr. Colbert, would you mind rephrasing that statement with faith? (laughs) You remember those days back 20 years ago? And I said, yes, sir. (laughs) But he literally, I had a test, a faith test. Every time he came to my office, I had to season every word that came came out of my mouth with faith. Well, see, he's doing his job and I'm doing mine. And, And that's what we're supposed to do. I have to continually remind myself, quit talking like a preacher and talk faith. Amen. Amen. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not called to preach. Every born again believer is called to preach, to tell them the great news. I am called to continually stay in the Word of God and let this Word change my spirit, my soul, and my body and deliver it to cause faith in people. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's what you're doing. And God called him to teach people like me how to live. Amen. But I'm not going to let him talk anything but faith when he's around. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Now, Brother Kenneth, I am so excited where we are. We are at the most exciting point yes. in history yes. the world has yes. ever yes. known. Yes, it is. And for Christians, it's a time for you to rise up. Yes, so many Christians I see as patients that come to my office, they are unknowingly signing up for disease, dementia, Terrible diabetes where they're amputating or they, they're on dialysis. They're in, they can't leave their house. They're sitting on the sideline. Many of these are pastors. Many of these are prophets. Many of these are teachers that we need strong for the end time revival. We're on the cusp of the end time revival. Yet too many Christians are not awake. They have not crucified their flesh. They've not laid on the altar what the Holy Spirit has been teaching them to do. And as a result, they're going to be sitting on the sideline. I'm trying to tell the church, wake up. This is your time. Yes. The most, we're on the cusp of the most exciting time in the history of this yes. world. Amen. This is the time for the church yes. to rise Amen. up. Yes. Now, we're ready to get the church healthy. Yes. We're ready to get the church disease resistant. Yes. Not just disease free, but resistant to disease. Oh, that's good, yes. man. And so the church is Spirit, about to, soul, and body. Spirit, the soul, and body. Spirit's resisting yes. it. Yes. Now you get your body in line where it's, oh, that man. Then it's the yeah, total man. It. We become the it. Christians Christ-like. See, see, Jesus see was, Jesus didn't have a big fat belly. Jesus was strong. I see Jesus as just, I, I see Jesus with big, broad shoulders, little tiny waist, strong legs, Disease resistant. That's what he wants the church. Disease resistant. And that's where we're going. But again, it starts with you. Remember, church, you were bought by the blood of Jesus. Your body's not your own anymore. So we have got to start acting like Christians in how we eat. 
We've got to think of Jesus before we eat. Would Jesus eat this? Would Jesus eat all this sugar, all this garbage, which is too many carbs is like garbage to the body. So again, start putting in your body the key things that the the Holy Spirit will show this. Again, the Spirit of God will show you when you're on the right program. Consider diligently what's set before you. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And so again, he will, listen, in the mouth of two or more witnesses, every word will be established. And the Holy Ghost is a gentleman. He's not going to force you to do this. You have got to make the right choice. You have got to pass the food test, not just on occasion, once a week. You got to pass it every day, usually two or three times a day or four times a day if you're snacking or five times a day. So we got to start passing that food test like Jesus did. He showed us. He passed it. Adam and Eve failed it. Now, unfortunately, most Christians are failing the food test every day, many times a day and choosing that food that feels good, that feeds the flesh, but not doesn't feed the spirit, that feeds the appetite. The foods we're choosing fuels the appetite and the hunger and causes us to get hungry every three or four hours. And as a result, disease is running rampant in Christendom. Whereas in many other religions, they don't have near the diseases that we have. In the Muslims, guess what? They don't have the diseases that we have. They don't because too many Christians are obese. And you look at most religions and Christians lead the pack in obesity and disease. And it's time to stop it. It should be. It's time for the church to rise up strong. And it's time for us to truly crucify this temple and speak the word, speak the word out that, no, I don't choose that. My body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. And by choosing to do that, we can break the power of the flesh. How, how do you know when you are believing Well, it says, believe you receive. How do I know I'm believing? Well, come on, you do it every day. I believe I'll go to the store. So what do you do? You get in the car and Mm -hmm. go to the store. You're acting on what you believe. It is really that simple. Now, that's just human faith. Everybody's got that. But now you go to the, the born-again child of God that has the faith of God in them. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And so you say, then you sit to eat with a ruler. Consider diligently what is before thee. Put a knife to your throat. If you be a man given to appetite, be not desirous of his dainties, their deceitful meat. Well, Lord, Okay. I choose to believe this, sir. You said that based on a 120-year life on this earth. You said 120 in the book of Genesis. That's the only year, that's the only lifespan you've ever, ever said anything about. And that's what this is all about. I choose to believe it. Amen. And therefore, I'm going to act on it. You can't feel faith, Mm -hmm. but it comes. Don't be a hearer of the word only. Be a doer of it. Amen. So I've just believed it. Now I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And and, and particularly until you get your mind renewed to this, Mm -hmm. every time somebody, every time you pick up a menu in a restaurant, I'm considering diligently what is set before me. 
And the Holy Spirit will guide you. He will will lead you into all truth. Say, Holy Spirit, you show me what I should eat and follow the peace of God that will show you in your heart. And your flesh will be screaming, choose the French fries or eat the bread, eat the uh, dessert, choose the best. No, but then the Spirit of God will say, no. He'll raise up a standard against the flesh. If you, if you, if you, he'll, he'll bring this to your mind. If, if you, you're operating on that scripture, it'll start coming up in front of you. And you'll start thinking, nah, I need to consider this. Nah. And if you have to call somebody over there, tell me how you prepare this. Yeah, April, well, what, what's in this? Hey, you're the one paying the bill here. That's right. Well, I don't want to say, no, come on. You need to spend more <laughs> meditation in the Word. Amen. 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 Until you can always consider what the owner of your body is saying. If I picked this up and it said, General Motors, Cadillac Escalade, 2016. Okay, now I know I need to obey this because that's the car I'm driving. That's the owner. I can't disobey mm-hmm. these people, and and most people never even pick that manual up. That's right. Have no idea what's in it. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> and it's amazing what's in there. Mm-hmm. And back when the kids were young, I'd make them, when they got a car, particularly Kelly, I'd say, you sit down and read that handbook from cover <laughs> to cover. Daddy, I'd say, sit down there and read it. Well, and then she read it. She knew what was I made her go out and change a tire and, and hold the manual in her hand and change it. Now, what came? Faith. Amen. She had courage. She can do it. She wasn't afraid of anything. She, she knew how to change a tire. She had a flat. Uh, you know, but we're doing this to the spirit man. And the spirit man will begin to feed courage and faith into this physical body. And I bet she put high-quality gas and high-quality oil in that car. Or get spanked. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but see, that's what the Lord said to me. Well, mm-hmm. I said, you told us last week. He said, you're a hypocrite. It hurt. I said, Lord, you've hit me a low blow here. No, he said, you're a hypocrite. Why? He said, you would fire somebody for putting the wrong brand of oil in your airplane or in your car. I was, yeah, I would. <laughs> but he said, you stuff stuff in your body. You don't even know what it is. You don't even read the, the ingredients on the can. You just open it and eat it. Oh, I said, yeah, I'm guilty like me. Yeah, but see, yeah. what's happening? My mind's being renewed. Mm-hmm. He's training me. At that time, I'd, I really never even... I'm sure I'd read it, but I wasn't paying much attention to Proverbs 23. But he's causing me to consider diligently. And you'd see glory in me. Man, we walking down this back when we bought our own groceries. You know, we in there in the, in the store and we were eating those cans. Man. I ain't eating that one. And I found out about half of them had sugar in them. I'm talking about green beans with sugar in them. I said, who wants to sugar your green beans? Kind of make me mad at the people that did that because they're doing it to me. They're making me fat and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> and plus you don't realize the canned food has uh, BPA, bisphenol A, which is a hormone disruptor. It disrupts your hormones, makes you gain weight. So it's best to choose fresh produce or frozen rather than canned goods, okay? If it's got 
letters in there you don't know what it is, put it back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, Ken, we got a lot of questions. Okay, here. go ahead. Okay, question number one. Explain how to partner with a person or group to use faith to lose weight. Oh, just what we're talking about. Yeah. That's amazing they came up with this. And learn the keto plan. Agreement and accountability. Now, this is real important, church. It's good if you can get a group together, an accountability partner, someone that speaks the word of faith to you, that encourages, not someone that's saying, oh, I didn't lose again. Don't go down that negative trail, but get, get a group. Listen to testimonies, testimonies of losing weight. The church is a great place to start. And so having groups show these videos or these DVDs and then have a group that you can discuss and then have a little, it doesn't have to be long, just, you know, 20, 30 minutes and, and just share testimonies and encouragement, recipes that have helped you that turned off hunger. So that's, yes, one, of the, that's one of the best ways, accountability. If you don't have a group, don't have a partner, Go to ketozone.com. We'll be your partner. We'll help you. We'll share recipes with you, and we, we'll be part of our family that we're going to be helping through this program, okay? Amen. So the other thing is, in your experience, uh, what is a gracious way to refuse starches, desserts when dining with family and friends? Just tell them, like Kenneth Copeland, I don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you can say, my doctor friend told me that I, I sh- it's best for me if I avoid these kind of foods. You know, I tell people, put it on me. Put it on me. People try and call me, and they'll, you know, they, they, won't, they won't do it. They won't try and call me, so I'm not worried. But, or you can just graciously say, no, thank you. Not at this time. Just something nice. Don't, don't say no and be angry. In love, do everything in love and just smile and say, no, thank you so much, but not this time. I can't or just I, I, I'm, 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 I'm unable to at this time. But be gracious in love. As long as we do it in love, that's fine. And they'll smile and say, well, okay, okay. So, um, oh, this is important. How would ketozone diet affect a person who has had gallbladder surgery and had their gallbladder removed? Good question. Yeah, that is good. A lot of people that have had gallbladder surgery, first of all, they, you know what causes stones, gallstones? Trans fats, hydrogenated fats, and excessive amounts of saturated fats and not enough fiber. Fiber. So that's what gets you in the trouble in the meantime. In other words, olive oil, avocado oil, monounsaturated fats just gently flush out the gallbladder daily. That's why it's so important. But if you don't have a gallbladder, if you don't have one, you're going to need to take a fat enzyme. Because you're unable to digest fats well. We have a fat zyme I talk about in our appendix. Or you can go to a health food store and get um, a high lipase and maybe an ox bile enzyme. But our fat zyme covers that. And you have to take it easier. Some people can't start out with a lot of fats. Or if you've had your gallbladder removed, you can get diarrhea. So you gradually ease into it and let your body get used to it. I remember when I went to Israel years ago, I wasn't used to all the olive oil. And I got loose stools when I was over there because of all the olive oil. They put in everything. But as you gently, gradually ease into the keto zone, your body takes care and adapts to that. Okay? Now, if someone does the keto zone diet and are in good health and they're exercising, not on meds, at some point do they adjust the program? Yes. Absolutely. You add healthy carbs back, like fruit, like you're doing. You add back some uh, sweet potatoes. That's a good healthy starch. Now, I tell people, go easy on the starch. Don't eat a huge plate of starches or potatoes, sweet potatoes. The size of a tennis ball is good. If you can 
eat that and you have no problems, you can gradually increase it to the size of one and a half tennis balls. You know, I haven't even desired starch. Yeah, you don't need a lot of starch. I, and and I'm, I've been done with white potatoes for years and years. Good, and years. good. But I used to eat a, a sweet potato yeah. maybe once a week or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And you know, I have not... I have not had any desire for that wow. since. Amazing. Now, again, some people love them, love sweet potatoes. And, yes, a little bit of sweet potatoes is okay. As you've lost your weight, you want to maintain your weight. So what I do personally is I just increase my calories. I can stay in the keto yeah. zone and increase yeah, my calories. What, that's what we do. And I add uh, extra, some extra fruit, and I add some beans, peas, lentils, hummus. I love hummus. But, again, I don't use uh, bread. I use... Cucumbers. I dip my hummus in cucumbers or celery, things like that. So, again, I get the tremendous satisfaction of these healthy carbs that are high in fiber and good for you, yet still I stay in the keto zone. Mm -hmm. Okay? And you get up, well, I weigh on Sunday morning, and the way I do, and this is, this is just me now, this is something the Lord led me to do. You can pray about it, do as you please. But you remember Doc was talking about that 12 hour fast right. between the time you eat supper. Mm -hmm. Now, on, on Saturdays, um, I don't eat until the evening meal. Hmm. Now, God did Good. that, not a law to keep somebody from eating, but that's what he's producing in them, mm -hmm. to, to, and he had to command them to do it, but still, and just as... Uh, because God's smarter than I am, and he and Doc both are smarter than I am. So, and I thought, well, I do this every day. I, I eat, we eat about 5.30, and, and then we eat the next morning, usually 8.30, 9 o'clock. But Praise God. when it comes Saturday, I just don't eat until later on, well, the same time, around 5.30. And I, I have my, my tea during the day and drink water and enjoy uh, the day. And uh, then the next morning I wait. Now, if that wait, and, and at the evening meal, I have protein. Praise God. Protein and tomato. Right. And, uh, and then the next morning I wait. If there's two pounds been added to that, <laughs> boy, we're going right back down to the basics. That's right. It'll take, it take you but a week. Just trim off the calories there and go back to what you were doing. When you took the weight off in the first place, just stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Amen. Don't be weighing all during the week. Right. Don't be doing that. You get a, get in a war with the scale. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't be doing <laughs> That's that. That's right. Amen. It's not an honest weight anyway. Right. And if, if, if you'll do it that way, and if you do eat less on the Sabbath, and, uh, and you know, however the Lord leads you to do it, but you get more of an honest That's weight right. of what you honestly weigh, and you can deal with it uh, as, you, as the Lord leads and as you need to. Right. Now, that's therapeutic fasting is what he's doing. And again, it helps prevent cancer, Alzheimer's disease. It literally is cellular cleansing on a major scale for your body. But also, women, real important during your menstrual period, don't weigh. You're going to gain about two pounds. And you, I don't want women getting discouraged. We have to resist discouragement. Remember, you've got to enter into that gratitude. Practice gratitude. Oh, and you know what? If you haven't been exercising 
and you begin to exercise, your muscles are going to build up. Uh, yes. They're going to hang You'll gain muscle weight. And a lot of people say, oh, my, I'm getting fat. No, your body composition is changing. So many women have to go with their pants size because your waist oh, will yeah. shrink. And, and your that, muscles that first will couple of weeks that you start exercising, your body's going to maintain some some moisture. So don't, don't get mad at the scales. Right. Just praise Amen. God and stay with the program. Amen. Stay with it. Say it. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Forgive. Forgive. And don't quit. Don't quit. Amen. And we're out. Amazing. Tim, why do you do that? Because the clock runs out, I know. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's give God the praise and praise and praise. Come on, lift your hands and lift your voice. Lift your hands and lift your voice. We've we've had life-changing information in here for two weeks. Yes, Lord. And we praise you and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Oh, Jeremy will be here in a moment with some important announcements. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.